We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome back to Cook and Joe. We kick off the second half here. Hopefully, we can recreate the Niners halftime, Ron. Whatever was said yeah. in the locker room. Well, I for thought them. we had a great first half and built a 24 to 7 lead. I hope we don't blow it here in the second half. Well, this is very exciting because we're going to recreate one of Fulzi's favorite segments, and that is the Wheel of Ball. Come one, come, come all, all for the Wheel of Ball. Oh, you like that beautiful. sound? Does it make it, you it, miss Fonzie? It's my second favorite sound effect that we use. The first one is to the, the beer the cracking, pip, the pip, the pop tops. Yeah, I I do agree with that. All right, Ron, let's talk about the Penguins. Are you feeling a little better about them today than you felt the last time we spoke, which was Friday at the Hall of Fame? Uh a little tiny, tiny, tiny bit. They got three out of four points. They, you know, they lost the game on, you know, Friday night in Florida in the shootout, which is a point. And then, but they pulled it out uh, against Montreal. The Sid pass, incredible, but the power play still Inbrinculent. sucks. I mean, it, it, it just, <laughs> there's no other way to say it, Joe. Yeah. It just sucks. And I, I guess we'll have Jay on tomorrow, uh, can talk about some of that. But, uh, I mean, they're still chasing points. It would have been a lot worse if they'd have lost that game the other night against Montreal. I guess in the context of them making the playoffs, I feel better than I did Friday. But I, I didn't feel that badly. I mean, they're sitting here. There's only one team between them and the wild card spot, and that's the Islanders, who are faltering under Patrick Rouen. I know you like saying that. Wah. Right? Patrick Wah. Patrick Wah. And... They have games in hand on everybody here. They do. They've got three on Detroit. I think it's going to go right down to the wire for them to make the playoffs. I do think the Flyers are plummeting. They've well, lost Carter five Hart. in a row. Carter Hart is gone. They got that whole controversy yeah. over them. They're not going to make the playoffs, the Flyers. They're in fact they're going to plummet toward the basement. And I think it's going to be between the Wings, Islanders, Penguins, and Devils for that for two spots, really. See, I think the Devils are going to get it together and, and climb into standings. I don't think unless they get a goalie. Yeah. They, trade they need deadline. a goalie. When's the trade deadline? I just looked at that the other day, March 8th, I believe. Yeah. I think they will, too, if they get a goalie. If not, I don't think they're both of their – listen to the, the numbers for these stiffs. Vanacek, <laughs> an 886 save percentage. Ron, you could get an 886 save percentage. And the other guy is also under 900 at 893. Schmid. 
And then they brought up this other kid or somehow got in there, Nico Dawes, and he stinks too. Three goalies under 900? Come on, Fitzgerald. What are you doing? They need somebody who's dependable. And that's all they need. I don't think they need a star, but they need someone who doesn't stink. I don't know what he's doing. And then uh, the other thing, Ron, is that the Penguins have been playing decently for a while now. Five on five, they've been playing pretty well all season. Why why don't they score? And I'm I'm not talking about the power play. I'm talking about the gap between their expected goals and the actual total. And I think that, you know, it might sound very deep analytically. It's on great chances for the second straight year. There's this big gap between great chances and the actual goals they produce. Lack of finishers? Is that the problem here? I, 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 I don't, can't even begin to announce. How about what, the way they're, they're bad in three-on-three three in overtime? Well, what about that specific problem? Uh, they're not, Why can't they finish good, great scoring chances? They should have 33 more goals, according to the numbers, and they had the same problem last year. And I guess a big problem there is the power play because – no, like the other night, I thought it looked okay, but they couldn't finish. Sort of thirtieth in the league, 29th in the league. They couldn't with all those Hall finish. of Famers. Nelly, I don't know. I know one one more thing. I think it's worth mentioning again. Sid's pass. Where do you put that on his pass list? Very backhanded, uh, a, a blind backhand pass, right on Gensel's stick. That's one, Phenomenal. The, that's one of the greatest passes I've ever seen him make it. I mean, there's been so many. I don't know that I could put together a top 10 list, but I would have to think that would have to be on it. Put it this way. When he goes to the Hall of Fame, that would be one of the clips I would choose. Oh. Even Gensel, who says nothing ever, said it was one of the best. One of the best he's given hey, me. He said, when did you know you were getting it? He goes, when it hit my stick. I mean, uh, it just hit my tape. Phenomenal. It, just amazing. What he's doing at his age still, um, literally to me, carrying that team to even have them in any kind of playoff conversation. Nelly? It's a nice sound, isn't it, Ron? It's beautiful. Well, our friend Sully actually had the cojones to split up the power play, and it looked to me like Gino and Carlson got demoted, Ron. I give him credit for that. Might yep. be too little too late. It's definitely late, but at least he did it. Yeah, I mean, I and I think Malkin even talked about that. I don't know if Rossi had the story or something saying, it's okay, we know changes had to be made because basically said we stink on the power play. Yeah. And he, and I mean, he's the guy whose ego you worry about. And, you know, for at least he said that publicly. I don't know if that's what he believes. But uh, they couldn't just keep going like they were going. Crosby, Gensel, Rust, Pustinen. And Latang on the top unit, Gino, Carlson, Carl Eller, Raquel, and Jeff Carter on the second unit. Uh, you know, I thought the first unit actually looked pretty good, but didn't finish. You think that you think he stays with that? To me, uh, that's the key. If you're going to make a change like this, forget about the cosmetic change or the one game change. Let people know this is the way we're doing this for a while. And see, it can't Things get any changed. worse. It can't get any worse. Yeah. It can't get any worse. Do you think he will stick with it? Uh, you know, now there's, they don't play again until a week from tomorrow. I would hope he does. Me Although too. it wasn't, they did have some chances the other day, but they didn't finish again. 
You mentioned Eller. How about him? Thousand games. Did you know he's the first Danish-born player to get a thousand games in the NHL? Yes. That is a lot of games. That is a milestone game. And they had a nice little. And, uh, and you know what? And then everybody booed when Wilson and Ovechkin delivered congratulatory messages. <laughs> um, I. Uh, I've talked to him a couple times after games. Nice man. Unbelievable. And I, I think it was Hathorne who told me, go to him. It was after one of their losses where, you know, how most of those guys disappear. And he was there. And, and, and Jeff said, if you didn't know that he wasn't the captain of the team, you would think he was the captain of the team. Yeah. One of the best, most insightful guys. And I've talked to him twice. I'm just saying in those brief times, uh, couldn't have been more impressed with him. I'm not sure that Carlson getting demoted isn't the bigger bigger story than Gino. Gino's not making 11 million dollars a year, and 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 you know the the huge off season acquisition here. Carlson just hasn't been very good on the power play and not great and overall. He, and he's and he just gives up so many defensive chances. You knew that was coming, you though. You knew you did know that. We talked about that the day he signed. Right, that he's going to drive Sully crazy. Yes, Sully's going to love the offense, but it's going to drive him crazy with the breakdowns on defense. He's already had enough guys driving him crazy for years <laughs> without adding a he third, sure unless he's delivering big on offense. And Ron, last Penguins question: All this time, and the answer in three on three was the teacher's Pedersen, huh? How about that? I think that guy's had a really strong year. You keep him out there, don't you? Give him more shots on three-on-three. I, three. I think he has had a – I mean, I think he's just been overall their best defenseman, and I think Latang's been really good. I just think Pedersen is so solid. It, would you play him more in three-on-three? Three? I uh, wouldn't shy away from yeah, it. Yeah, I know, but still, do you put him out there instead of a Latang or a Carlson? I don't know. Why not? Uh, I don't know how many times he's going to score on that shot. Maybe he'll prevent it. Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah, I would. My God, the way they've been three on three, anybody who does anything positive should be out there. I, I, I mean, I hear you. And same thing with the power play. Nelly. Yeah, an unfortunate video circulating of uh, Ravens fans torturing Taylor Swift after the game. You're the blank that caused this, blank you, all this stuff. It's, oh, it's just ridiculous. Man. She says, I didn't do anything to them. Uh, while she's walking past them, she's like, I didn't do anything. And then even during the game, uh, it was a bad call or a bad no call in the end zone on that Lamar pick. Clearly interference, I thought, way before the throw. And there were a couple other questionable calls. So then it becomes... The league wants Taylor Swift in the Super Bowl, and therefore they're cheating in favor of the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs can get to the Super Bowl without her help, Ron. They I, seem I, I to do, do it too. all the time. You know, what I, has she done wrong? I just, yeah, I mean, she has a boyfriend and she's supporting him. Uh, you know, people are sick. They're just absolutely sick. I'm not a Taylor Swift fan. I've said that. I, I, I wouldn't watch if she was out in the parking lot necessarily. I understand she's the biggest thing going right now. But, you know, to be abusive like that is just ridiculous. Pathetic. Just ridiculous. And I also think, you know, she's not just sitting up there like, you know, she's in Jerry Jones's luxury suite. She's a fan. She's into it. She's into what, it. What's she done wrong? Nothing. Into it. Next, Did Nelly. you see Andy Reid point to her from the podium? Did he? Yeah. She, he, he was up there pointing, and she pointed back at him. It was kind of a cool exchange. 
Next, Nelly. Tony Romo, I thought, calmed down a little bit yesterday. Uh, maybe my most regretted column of my whole career, certainly in the top five, is about five years ago, like everything else. I wrote that Tony <laughs> Romo is the greatest analyst of all time, and I believed it at the time. And since then, this guy has just lost it. Yeah, Like, he sounds, he sounds drunk on the broadcast. That's what it sounds like. And then yesterday, he took all kinds of heat. Do you have this clip, Nelly? This was when Lamar caught his own pass. Motion of the game. Keeps it one score. Second and five. Ball batted up into the air and caught by Jackson. He caught his own pass. That's one of the greatest plays I've ever seen. This is intercepted 100% by the Chiefs' read. And Lamar uses the instincts... The God-given gives the awareness to go beat him to the punt <laughs> and makes one of the It was the 100% Ron. This is intercepted 100%. Game. Although now that I hear it, Nelly, I think he meant on that play it's intercepted. Like like it was ready to be intercepted right, and he right. snatched it out. So I don't blame him on that play. I don't know that I'd call it the, one of the greatest plays I've ever seen either. It was really, really, really good. I don't know that I'd go quite that far. It was a pretty good play, though. It was a pretty good play, and I want to. I've wanna, never I seen a quarterback come, sprint for you know. One like I hate that. to do this. I hate to come to your defense. You know. Yeah. You know that. Because yeah. I love to disagree with you. Five years ago, that was not an outrageous opinion. He what? He remember his first year? He called which every, opinion? Oh, I know. About Romo, Romo. Yeah. He called every play, and then they told of, him to stop. He called every play ahead of time, and I think your opinion back then was absolutely reasonable. Now I've been told he doesn't put in the homework time that he used to. Um, but it doesn't talk to the coaches as much as he used to. But I, I think your opinion back then, about five years ago, was right on. I don't know what happened to him, but the more I don't, the- I don't like listening to. You know, I say this: Where do you come down on Collinsworth? Mm. I like Collinsworth. He's okay. I would much rather listen to Collinsworth. I know that's not a popular. I get these calls. Oh, he hates the Steelers. I mean, you know, he might say one bad thing about the Steelers. That's, yeah, that's what they ridiculous. remember. He doesn't hate the Steelers. Everybody thinks every announcer yeah, hates their because, team. Because, uh, you know, they could say not. It's like what we do. You write 99 positive things about somebody and you write one negative. That person look, oh, you're against me, you know? Right. And it's the same thing. I think Collinsworth, I think he's tremendous. That's just my opinion. He grates on me. His, his son, what's his name? Jack? What's the Collinsworth kid? Nelly, anybody? A little nepotism never hurts, right? Well, I don't know what it is. All I know is I never see that guy except in pregame on the Sunday night games. I've never seen him in any other venue ever do anything. Does he just pop in for the Sunday night game, Oh, Nelly? I thought he does games. At, he does? At some point. Maybe not. I What's don't know that I, I can't ever remember seeing him. but His name is Jack Collinsworth. Yeah, Jack. That's what I thought. You've seen him do a game? I thought I did. Maybe not. Does he do games? Collinsworth now? serves as the play-by-play announcer for the USFL Notre Dame football on NBC and Atlantic 10 Conference men's basketball, according to his Wikipedia. Additionally, he co-hosts NBC's Football Night in America. Okay, that's, that's what you're saying. That's where I see him. him. I've never seen him in another venue, but that's an aside. Nepotism helps. And you know, how many how many bucks are there out there? You know, Joe Buck, bu- and oh, yeah. I, I think his son, doesn't his daughter do something? I mean, 
I don't know. There's a lot of little nepotism in that business. I used to take deer kills at the uh, Valley News Dispatch, Ron, and it would be like a 10-point buck. I thought that's what you meant, how many bucks are out there, <laughs> five-point buck. That I took that and hole-in-ones, never knowing I would be a golfer in my uh, life. Did you, uh, now there's stories out there that Belichick is going to be in a studio next year. How do you think he'd do? Incredible. I saw him on that uh, NFL 100th anniversary team, and he's just a totally different guy when he's relaxed um, and not under that kind of pressure and not being a jackass during post games and things like that. Just totally different guy. I think he'll be tremendous. Somebody suggested him and Nick Saban could do their version of Peyton and Eli. <laughs> Can you imagine <laughs> that? <laughs> Belichick and Saban breaking down games together? That would be great. Um Belichick, you know, now, did I read, is Brady's going to take over for Greg Olson next year? What do you think of Olson? I think he's pretty good. Um, see, I, I'm not as big a fan of him. No? I, I Just his style, his yeah, voice? Yeah, what? I, I, maybe all of the above. But in, I think Brady's supposed to take that slot. I think Brady's going to be great if if he can find it within him. To be to critical. Be, to be critical. It doesn't mean, like, shredding people. But if you're not going to be that, then... People won't take you seriously. You have to be able to do that. I think he will. I think he's going to be good. I just can't believe Belichick's not going to get a job. Nelly? There we go. You think Folsey's listening, Ron? No, he's working on his new job. Michael Strahan, I mentioned it earlier, this story in the New York Post earned poor reviews, particularly from 49ers fans, from his first time hosting the on-field celebration. Uh, he cited the wrong score while asking Kyle That's Shanahan about the comeback. One. That's not a good one. He said that uh, Christian McCaffrey was drafted and not signed, or the other way around. I don't know which one. And he also awkwardly did not interview 49ers legend and Hall of Famer Joe Montana. Uh, he was filling in for Bradshaw, who's sick, so give him a break. But still, he handed the, the NFC Championship trophy to Montana and made it seem like he would interview him. And then Montana was just standing there with the trophy. No. No, and then he are. said, go ahead and pass. He said, go ahead, Joe, and pass that along to Jed. And that was it. And little Joe Montana was just now, standing there, Ron. I, I got to ask, ask this question. My first thought. Yes. Is that his fault or somebody in his ear saying, move this Good along? Good question. I, Fair I mean, question. If somebody in his ear saying, uh, Michael, you got to ask Joe a question or ask him this. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. maybe he's not used to that. You know, those guys have people, they tell me, talking in their ear all the time. Yeah. And I got kind of like Nelly talking in our ear. I got to think that somebody screwed that up in the truck, not him. That's my feel. Perhaps, perhaps. And I, like I said, I give him a break because he was a last second fill. I wondered, I, I didn't see Bradshaw. Is he sick? That's not, he's had some health issues, man. I hope it's nothing. But it didn't go well. Let's just put it that way. And, and the awkward sight of, of Joe Montana, of all people, just standing there like a prop was very uncomfortable. Like the rest of us, he has aged, hasn't he? Yeah. We all age except you, Joe. You look better now than you did 20 years ago. We all age, Ron. I think, and it does Mont I don't know. He doesn't. He looks like Joe Montana. I thought he looked. I I didn't think he looked good. No. No. Like sick. No, just I, I don't know. I can't. Dan Marino, the last time I saw him, didn't look good either. But that's just me.
You look good, Ron. No, I know better than that. I have a mirror right in my bathroom. I look at it every morning, and I know the harsh truth, and that ain't it. One more, Nelly. You mentioned this one, Ron, when it was time to hire a basketball coach. Pitt, uh, did they interview Dan Hurley? Oh, I think they wanted him, yeah. And he wound up I think he was their UConn. first choice. And since he went to UConn, he's won a national title, and now they're number one in the country. Did they beat Xavier by like 40 points yesterday? That's Sean Miller's team, right? Isn't Sean at Xavier now? I believe so. Capel had a bounce-back year last year, but, man, it doesn't look good for this year. They what? fought back the other day, but fighting back don't count. Horseshoes and hand grenades, they right? got a, They got a win here, and it's getting late early in their well, ACC schedule. Didn't we have schedule. on, uh, what do you call Noah Hiles? The Noah Constrictor. We had him on, and he goes, they have 12 games left. He said, for them to be a serious NC2A team, 11-1, and 10 and two, maybe down yeah. the stretch. Well, now they're well, zero and one. Now they're zero and one. They still got to play like NC State at Virginia. Not that any of these teams, other than Duke and Carolina, are any good. But it neither is Pitt, unfortunately. I mean, you'd like to say, oh, they got some young guys. They'll build. Is there any such thing in college hoops yeah, anymore? They're guys go to the NBA. On. Guys go to the transfer portal. This and that. They'll lose hints in it. No, nothing's going to be this. It's a one year at a time. And this year ain't going well. They're underachieving. Man, Connecticut's good. All right. But I guess they got a little more NIL money to deal with than Pitt does. Yeah, that's no excuse. Uh, Pitt should be better this year, honestly. They've got, I don't think they're playing up to their talent level, in my not-so-humble opinion. That's not a good reflection on the man in charge. So... Let's talk a little bit more. Let's go top of the hour to the Artie Smith story and the Steelers um, interviewing him. Now they've interviewed three candidates and what we make of his candidacy and what type of guy they should be looking for. In the meantime, coming up next, Bill Cower has a different opinion than Chad Brown on his worst loss, their worst loss ever. I'll tell you exactly what he said coming up next here. First, South Hills Kia fan Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia, Peters Township. Visit him at SouthHillsKia.net. Edgar Snyder and Associates fan text line. A personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. It's 12-12. And time brought to you by Shenderovich, Shenderovich and Fishman. Why pay 40% when you can pay 25%? Call 888 888- 98 Twins. I want to tell you about FanDuel because there's a lot going on right now. And the big game here is just ahead. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seats on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. So in this one, Man, <clears throat> I like both defenses, actually. However, I still think Kansas City. I like Kansas City. They're an underdog here. That's my first thought on the Super Bowl. You can go which players to score a touchdown, how many points, etc. New customers join today. You'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Starkey to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash Starkey. 
21 plus present in Pennsylvania, $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Coming up in the 1 o'clock hour, we're going to talk about the Steelers interviewing Arthur Smith, late of the Falcons, for their coordinator job and where that whole search is headed. And Ron has some very interesting Super Bowl numbers, including odds already for next year. I'm going to guess. I'm going to intentionally not look at those. Guess where the Steelers might be and who the top two or three favorites are. But in the meantime, we are at the Hall of Fame last week. Chad Brown was one of our guests. And... Man, is he good on the air. He was talking about being in the conference championship game all those years ago. He was on the as bad an end as you can be. The loss to the Chargers, which was a disaster. And then the win against the Colts where Harbaugh had the Hail Mary. And he also was in the losing Super Bowl. And he said, he said that that Super Bowl against the Cowboys stuck with him for 10 years. He couldn't stop thinking about him. Steelers could have won that game. You know, the interceptions by O'Donnell, you know, the receivers might have ran the wrong route. I, I, I think LeVon Kirkland could have been the MVP of that yeah. Super Bowl if they had won. Yeah, it was very painful. And at, who would have guessed then that that would be the last time the Cowboys would be in the Super Bowl? That's amazing, actually, to think about. But he clearly that was way worse than the Charger loss that kept them out of the Super Bowl. Although I relayed the story to you, Ron, that Dan Rooney once told me that his most painful memory was seeing that seeing that Chargers logo at the Super Bowl, looking out onto the field and having that not be a Steeler logo. Everything kind of like the Ravens this year, everything was set up for that Steeler team to go to the Super Bowl and they lose. To Stan Humphreys. And I mentioned that they did that Super Bowl shuffle video before the before that game. Right. Eric Green organized it, and Chad Brown said, I was a young guy in that room thinking, this ain't right. Even this, I knew it was a bad idea, he, he, he goes, said. This ain't right. He goes, I was a young guy. I couldn't say anything. He said, but you never take your eye off the prize and look ahead. And that was a very painful defeat, no doubt. Well, Bill Cower was on, and I happened to catch some of this, the steam room with Ernie Johnson and Charles Barkley, oh, who are great fun. together. They had Cower on. I think this was last week at some point. And he said that the loss to the Chargers um, he was more painful than the loss the next year in the Super Bowl to the Cowboys. 
He said losing the Super Bowl, that was tough, but you know you had the whole two weeks, you had the whole hoopla, and there was finality on that game. So it's over. A week later, everyone's watching basketball. But to watch the team that beat you go to the Super Bowls and listen to that for two weeks, you can't get away from it. That was probably my toughest loss. And then San Francisco just absolutely killed the Chargers. Yeah. Killed them. No, and I mean, Cowher, what was that, his third or fourth loss in the AFC Championship yeah. game? Uh, at home, right? Yep. Um, I mean, he had to live with, oh, Cowher can't win the big one, can't win the big one. Um, that that was very painful. Alf, Alfred Papunu was the tight end. I can still close, see, close my eyes and seeing him running up the sideline with nobody near him. And then Tim McIver passing out. Remember right. that? They had to carry him off the field after. Who was the receiver that beat him? On the long touchdown pass. I don't remember. I do remember calling Dennis Gibson, the guy who made the pass for Barry Foster, the, uh, knocked it down. Knocked it right? down. I called him years later. I was I was trying to perform an exorcism on all the worst moments in Steeler or in Pittsburgh sports. A lot history. of people tell you that was the worst. So I talked to Sid Bream. I tried to talk to David Volick. I talked to Dennis Gibson. I found him in Iowa. At a pizza shop he owned, Ron. And I can't remember. I don't remember anything that he said. But he was, uh, he, st- he one thing, no, one thing he did say was at this pizza shop in Iowa that st- a Steeler fan every now and then would come through and, and, you know, basically say, you killed me. You absolutely killed me. My favorite one, I've told this story before. Uh, um, now, now, I forget the name. The guy, the guy that gave up the home run to Mass, Ralph. Uh, Not Branca. No. Ralph, uh, Ralph Terry. Ralph Terry. I called him up in Kansas. I was doing one of the anniversaries on the, on the, the Mass home run. Yeah. I mean, it might have been 20, 30, 40 years. Who knows? And I go, Ralph, Ron Cook from Pittsburgh. He goes, Pittsburgh, Kansas or Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania? <laughs> and I go, Pennsylvanian, without hesitation, he goes, I should have curved him. I'll never forget that. And he handled it very well, you know. That is true. I wonder how many times he was asked about giving up that home run. That is a great phone call. I should have curved him. Um, I found it, Ron. I found it. January of, let's see here. Would have been a 95. Yes, and I went After back, the 94 I went back season. years later. Remember the Steelers beat the Chargers on their way to the Super Bowl one year? Yeah. Santonio had the big punt return. Right. Uh, Lamar Woodley and James Harrison planted Phil Rivers like a javelin. Lamar told me later that he has a framed photo of that play, of him and, and Harrison standing over Phil Rivers. Who caught the touchdown pass? You have the box score there? No, I'm looking at a story. Oh, oh uh, I thought you had the box going score. Going into the game. Okay. I'm just curious who who beat Tim McKire. Oh, no, I don't have that one. But I do have my purpose here in leading into the Steelers against the Chargers was an exorcism. I wanted to clear out everything from 95. So I did call. I called Dennis Gibson, and he was running Encore Pizza in Johnston, Iowa. Ron. He's running a pizza place. He was then when I called him then. Yes. And he was right up there with Francisco Cabrera, Barry Goheen, and uh, David Volick among the, the what's people the worst, that just what's, made What you. is the worst for you? 
Not even close. It's Sid Breen. <coughs> oh, not even close. Francisco Cabrera. Okay. I think yeah. 95% of the people here would tell you that. Because the Pirates back then mattered more maybe than the Penguins. I think Volek's goal to beat a team that was going for a three-peat yeah. was pretty painful. But a lot of people probably tell you Gibson knocking down the pass for Barry Foster maybe. All three of those were just No doubt. Each I mean, I can tell defeat. you just anecdotally that talking to people, doing it as a radio topic, that, that the Sid Breen plays uh, – in my experience, the landslide. Because they were up there. a run, and all of a sudden, one play, they're down. They lose. Yeah. If Mike Lavalier had been two inches taller, would they have? Well, they would have had to go to. And ex, it was the pirates. You know, it was maybe. the pirates. Their first time back there, trying to get by the Braves again. You thought that they had it, and they hadn't won anything since really 1979. And it was just there was something about that, and it was a former pirate running around those bases that. I think that one just sticks out more than the others. But anyway, he said, he said, it's funny. This was Dennis Gibson years later, because a few weeks ago, a guy came up to me and said, you know, I'm a Steeler fan. Gibson said, and I'm like, oh boy, here we go again. That was it. He still hears from people in this pizza shop in Iowa. I'm sure. And if Cower called that his most painful defeat, what would Mike Tomlin say his most painful defeat was? The Green Bay game in the Super Bowl? Yeah. The Cleveland playoff game at home? Maybe the Jacksonville playoff game at home? I'm betting Green Bay in the Super Probably, Bowl. Probably, because that's the finality of it. There was a And there was a momentum swing in that game where I think he probably thought he was going to win. By the way, Dennis Gibson, Junior Seau, played one of the greatest games I've ever seen in that game against the Steelers. You don't have the box up yet, do you? No, I'm he gonna, said I'll he try was, to find it. He said he Did was. You have the, can you look, Charlie? Of the AFC Championship game? Yeah, in 19, would have been January of 95. I'm just curious who beat McKayer. Mark something, I want to say? I, think, I don't know. He said Seau was borderline out of his mind. I had to grab him one time and throw him to the other side of the field. I was like, <laughs> Junior, get over there. <laughs> You can't have your brain locked up. He said he was really completely out of his head in that game. Man, is that chilling stuff considering what happened to him later? Yeah. I mean, I think for that day he just felt like he was fired up beyond belief. Right. But, I mean, it's still chilling to hear him say that. Yeah. About what happened. You have it? I do have the box score up. But Which player are you looking for? The long touchdown pass. Not Papunu. There was another one. Tony Martin. Tony Martin. Tony Martin. There There you go. go. The same, uh, both the Papunu and Martin plays were both 43 yards. Tim McIver. Nobody covered Papunu. McIver got beat on the Tony Martin play. Coming up, we're going to talk about the Steelers nowadays and who is their next offensive coordinator going to be? Arthur Smith? And I got what some, does that name do for you? I got some odds for you, too. First, Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. 2024 starts with great incentives on the Trailblazer, Blazer, Equinox, and Silverado. Sun, sunchevy.com. High of 39, cloudy throughout the day today. Um, also, the fan hotline presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing and HVAC provider for over 50 years. Yes, we're going to talk Super Bowl. We're, Ron has some numbers for next year's Super Bowl odds. Where are the Steelers here before the postseason even begins? Also, the 50 mark 
here on the fam, the 50-minute mark, brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Jeep Dodge Route 19 in Peters Township, celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. I want to tell you a little bit about the Good Feet store, and I'll tell you this much. The pain that I had um, walking around, and certainly when I tried to walk for any length of time, like after the golf balls that I fit on the golf course of walking up hills and things, not good. Joints of my big toes. Well, I found people who could help me, the folks from the Good Feet store. Good Feet foot arch supports. They have a whole system, very easy to follow, are designed to provide pain relief, balance, and comfort available in a wide range of flexibilities. You don't need new shoes or anything. They fit right into the shoes you have. It's a very simple system, so I wear them out on the course. I wear them around every day, and they're working. They're working for me. They could work for you, whatever you might have. And you know when you have bad feet, feet issues, it just ruins the day, really. It might be plantar fasciitis. It might be needles in your heel. You might have trouble making it to the bathroom, pain maybe, and burning in the ball of your feet, balls of your feet. Uh, all of that, it's just, it's literally a pain. I got relief and I didn't like it at all. I didn't like having that, um, felt like arthritis. It felt like somebody thought it was gout. It was misdiagnosed a bunch of times. It helped me. So the relief that I felt, maybe you can feel a little bit of that from the good folks at the Good Feet store. I went to the one in Robinson Town Center across from Ikea. There's also one in Cranberry Township. On Route 19 North, next to Walgreens, can go to goodfeet.com or come in and try the Good Feet feeling today. Comfort, energy, performance, and pain relief at the Good Feet store. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 